Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 115. Today I will be talking about a murder that took about 17 years to solve. My sources for today's episode are an episode of Mean Girl Murders, Season 1, Episode 1, titled Battle of the Besties, Wayne.com, People.com, The Cinemaholic, and Distractify.com. As usual, all of my sources will be linked in today's show notes. She was strong and tough, and she wasn't going to take anything from nobody. She probably had a list of girls that she went out on a hunt for every single day to make their lives absolutely miserable. She was hanging out with the wrong people. She was preyed upon. I just knew that if the two of them were together, it probably wouldn't be pretty. No one could foresee what was going to happen. This was much more than just a girl fight. Today, I will be talking about the murder of Stacy D. Grandchamp. In 2002, Stacy was a popular junior at Wayne High School in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Stacy had good style when it came to clothing. She was outgoing and goofy and loved to play volleyball. She was also very confident. Stacy grew up with a single mom and was the only child. Stacy did have some issues with some girls at her school who were jealous of her because she was so pretty and popular. In the spring of 2002, Stacy met a boy named Brandon Nuff. He was 20 and she was 17. He was described as a bad boy, but she was head over heels for him. Stacy stopped spending time with her usual friends and began to spend time with Brandon and his friends. This group included Amanda Richard and Whitney McGeehee, and they were described as party girls. Another girl that was included in this group was Holly Bosvert, who was 16 at the time. Holly was the one who usually held the parties. She had a pool at her house, and her dad let them do whatever they wanted. All three girls were also friends with Brandon. Holly wanted to be the leader of the three girls, and she was described as a bully and a mean girl. There was drama between Stacy and Holly that went back to middle school because Holly had made mean comments to Stacy at a middle school pool party. But by high school, they both had strong attitudes and personalities. They were cordial, but they were not the best of friends. And this will come back later because Holly will later claim that her and Stacy were really good friends, which they were not. There was also drama because Holly had dated Brandon and Stacy had tried to stay away from the drama. She didn't really care enough to bicker and fight with Holly. Whitney felt as if she was in the middle of the girls because she was friends with both of them. But soon Whitney and Stacy had gotten into a fight as well. Whitney felt as if Stacy was talking behind her back to her ex-boyfriend, but Holly was always there to stir the pot. She was also jealous of Stacy and Whitney's friendship. This case takes place on August 15, 2002. On August 15th, Whitney left Stacy a nasty voicemail. She said, quote, you need to quit telling lies, end quote. She also threatened her to stop, end quote, otherwise people are looking for you, end quote. Holly wanted everyone to turn against Stacy. Stacy felt that she could stand up for herself if she needed to. She wouldn't directly look for a fight or for, tr- or for trouble, but wasn't afraid to stand her ground. Stacy felt as if she needed to take a step back from everything, and her relationship with Brandon was deteriorating. And just a few weeks before the start of senior year, Stacy broke up with Brandon for good, and she was getting ready to start planning for college. 
Stacy stopped hanging out with Brandon's friends, except for one friend of his named Abby Oswald. But no one knew a lot about Abby. So on August 15th, Stacy and Abby went to the mall together. Stacy wanted to pick out her outfit for her senior pictures. And later, they were invited to a party at Brandon's house on Brandon's house on Guthrie Street. It was in a rundown part of town, and Brandon and his roommate Justin lived there. Brandon had called Abby and asked them to come to the party. Brandon had been trying to win Stacy back. Stacy really didn't want to go to the party, and she didn't really want to run into her old friends or Holly. But someone had said they wouldn't be at the party, and Abby wouldn't take no for an answer, so they ended up going. They arrived at the party around 9.30 p.m., and Holly was there. Whitney and Amanda weren't there, but Holly had been with them, and she was dropped off at the party. She was supposed to page her friends later when she wanted to be picked up. They never received a page from her, but they drove to the Guthrie Street house around 11.30 p.m. When they arrived, there were police and ambulances there. Abby spoke to the police. She said Brandon and Holly were sitting on the front porch together when she and Stacy arrived. Stacy had asked Abby what Holly was doing there. Stacy and Holly had a verbal agreement. There was punching, hair pulling, and Stacy was actually kicking Holly's ass. Eventually, Stacy seemed to go limp. Brandon had reached down and pulled Stacy by the ankles, and she he pulled her in the yard by some recycling bins. Stacy had gotten up and was staggering. She then collapsed and looked like she was having a seizure. They noticed that Stacy was bleeding, and Stacy was rushed to the hospital once the first responders arrived. Brandon and Holly were both taken to the police station. The police did a search of the yard at the house. They couldn't find any sharp objects or knives that Stacy could have been stabbed with. They obtained a search warrant for the inside of the house and collected several kitchen knives. Stacy had a wound to her upper chest area and a second one to her abdomen. After the incident, Brandon called Stacy's mom, Rita. He told her that Stacy had been rushed to the hospital and was injured. When Rita arrived, she was notified that Stacy had passed away. Holly shared her version of what happened with the police. Holly said Stacy approached her and started yelling. She then said her hair was pulled and dragged across the yard. Holly said she didn't do anything back to Stacy. And then Brandon had grabbed Stacy by the ankles. She said she didn't have a knife and believed that Stacy may have fallen on glass when Brandon had taken her near the recycling bins. Brandon was interviewed too. His shirt was collected as evidence because it was soaked in Stacy's blood. He admitted to dragging Stacy to near the recycling bins and said he didn't realize how hard he had grabbed her. Holly and Brandon's stories weren't matching to the evidence. There was no broken glass inside or around the recycling bins. There was also no blood around or inside. Stacy had been stabbed with a knife, according to the medical examiner that performed her autopsy. Holly and Brandon were released, but the investigation was still a homicide investigation. On August 19th, Stacy was laid to rest in her senior year photo outfit. Holly didn't attend, but Brandon did, even though he hadn't been invited. Rumors quickly spread around the high school that Stacy was tricked into attending the party by Brandon and his friends so that Holly could attack her. Another rumor that started going around was that Whitney had something to do with Stacy's murder, and the police were shocked by the voicemail that she had left for her because Rita had turned it into the police. Whitney was interviewed at her house. She said it was just a warning because she had known that Holly wanted to fight Stacy. On August 15th, Brandon had called Holly and said he would never speak to her again if she didn't come to his party that night. 
It's believed that Brandon's ego was hurt that Stacey had ended things with him. Abby was also interviewed again. She had persuaded and pushed Stacey to attend the party, and many thought that Abby was part of the plan with Brandon and Holly to get Stacey to go to the party. Abby denied any involvement and said she had tried to break up the fight. On August 26th, Brandon's roommate Justin was also interviewed. He said that he tried to break up the fight, but that Brandon had told him to let them fight. It was clear that Brandon got off somehow of on watching two girls fight over him. On December 12, 2002, four months after Stacy's murder, Brandon was interviewed again. He refused to give any further information, and he made the comment that he was no snitch and didn't see Holly with a knife. There were no arrests made again. Jamie McMillan, Stacy's cousin, refused to give up. She contacted a cold case detective named Brian Martin. Jamie had contacted Detective Martin in March 2019. Yes, that's right. March 2019. Stacy's murder happened in 2002, and it is now March 2019. Jamie said that Detective Martin should reach out to Holly, Brandon, Amanda, and Abby and see if any of them were willing to talk. Abby still claimed that she didn't see a weapon that night, and Brandon now seemed remorseful but said he still didn't see a knife. On April 29, 2019, Detective Martin was able to track Holly down in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Holly was asked if she remembered the party from 2002. Holly claimed that everyone at the party were friends. She claimed her feud with Stacy over Brandon was stupid, and she said that her and Stacy were friends, even referring to Stacy at one point as her best friend. She said she would never intentionally stab her friend. Holly did admit to carrying a pocket knife with her at the time for protection. Holly said she didn't have it at the party, and Detective Martin asked if she still had the knife. Holly did get up and came back with a knife and handed it to Detective Martin. Stacy's DNA wasn't found on the knife when it was collected, but Detective Martin showed the knife to the pathologist in the case. He reviewed the autopsy photos, and the stab wounds to Stacy's body were consistent with the knife that Holly had turned over. On March 25, 2020, Holly Balsvart was taken into custody. On November 12, 2020, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Amanda Richards came forward and decided to admit what had happened. Holly had been Holly had been with Amanda and Whitney before the party. She said that Holly did carry around a knife with her that night. Amanda said Holly had her hold the knife. She said Holly asked her for her knife back when she was dropped off for the party. Holly was offered a plea deal and she admitted to stabbing Stacy and never implicated Abby or Brandon. On January 14, 2022, Holly was sentenced to 25 years with five years suspended and three years probation. Holly could be released as early as 2030. It's clear that Holly is full of shit, in my opinion. She and Stacy weren't best friends or friends at all. Multiple people have said that Holly didn't like Stacy and vice versa. Holly seemed to go out of her way to make it known that she hated Stacy, and all this over some lowlife boy who didn't care about either of them and wanted to watch them fight each other. I'd love to know what you think about this case. My book recommendation for this week is The Girl at the Party by Danielle Stewart. Summary. Slamming the door behind her, Stephanie takes one last look at the party where her best friends are busy celebrating. As the drinks are poured and music blasts, she disappears into the darkness alone. Some say she was crying, others think they heard an argument that night, but we never saw her alive again. Ever since our best friend Stephanie was found murdered four years ago, 
I've been haunted by the feeling that I should have done more. The eight of us at the party were inseparable, and we always thought she was the perfect one. The one who stayed out of trouble, the one who always looked out for us. But when we discover more about the events leading up to that fateful night, I realize that our friend was far from perfect. The golden girl was keeping secrets, secrets that someone would kill to keep quiet. The more I learn about that night, I realize I never really knew her at all. As we get closer to the truth of what happened, threats start. A warning message is keyed into my car, then the house is broken into, and my belongings are destroyed. The killer is watching us, and they are coming out of the shadows. But when I find out that Stephanie knew her killer, my blood runs cold. Are they closer to me than I could have ever imagined, and just how far will they go to make sure the truth stays buried forever? This book really goes well with today's case. Someone ended up dead at a party, and multiple witnesses aren't willing to tell the truth. They know more and everyone knows it. However, in this book, the survivors of that night are being stalked due to what they know about that night. I really enjoyed this book. The characters are likable, even though you as a reader know they should have just told the truth. I give this book an 8 out of 10. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe to my blog, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, email me at itscrimeoclocksummer at gmail.com, buy me a coffee, and please leave me a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying this podcast. I'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation. And remember, it's Crime O'Clock Somewhere.